Hello readers, my name is Jason Jeffries and I am your host for Bookin' brought to you by Quail Ridge Books, Raleigh, North Carolina's trusted community bookstore. My guests today are Emily Catanio and Arshia Simpkin from the Red Bud Writing Project, which is one of the most exciting recent developments in Raleigh's literary scene over the past several years. Emily, Arshia, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you. It's an honor to have you here. First, for our listeners who don't know who you are, tell us what is the Redbud Writing Project. Um, the Redbud Writing Project is a new adult education writing school serving Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill. Um, Arshia and I started the project earlier this year because um, we saw a, a huge opportunity in this area. Um, we saw a lot of demand for um, for this kind of instruction from people who really wanted to learn how to improve their writing, um, who wanted the sort of um, rigor and intensity that Arshia and I experienced in our MFA program. Um, but people who couldn't go back to school necessarily, um, who didn't want to, or um, perhaps couldn't take the two years um, out of life that an MFA program necessitates. Um, so we started this school to provide access to that kind of education um, for those for those populations, and we're happy to report that um, the response so far has been has been really enormous. Um, we have um, we launched in May, and um, we ran a few classes over the summer, and then five classes in September. Seven classes um, in October to November, and um, you know through those classes and through our events, we've reached almost 200 people, and um, we're really, really thrilled with the um, excitement and the quality of the work um, that we've encountered among the participants. Great, and um, tell us a little bit about projects in other similar cities that yours is modeled upon. Um, sure. So I think one of our primary models is Grub Street in Boston. Um, Emily has actually talked to the founder, Eve Bridberg, um, a couple times to get sort of advice and encouragement and sort of pitfalls to avoid all sorts of things like that. Um, I think there's also um, Hugo House in um, Seattle. Um, there's the Gotham Writers Workshop in New York. Um, so I think... Uh, all over the country there are um, these types of programs and as Emily said we saw that there wasn't one in North Carolina so um, we're kind of pulling the best from from them all we hope and it's been really exciting to talk to people at Grub Street and at these other programs too and see how encouraging and kind and helpful they are um, in helping us get Redbud up off the ground Thank you so much. We're so glad that you are here. And um, what is it about Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill in this area that led you to make the triangle the home for the Redbud Writing Project? Um, well, I think one of the reasons was um, we both attended NC State's uh, MFA program in creative writing and got introduced to the literary community a bit through that. Um, and since we're both based in Raleigh, it seemed... Or, I'm out in Burlington, actually, but um, <laughs> NC State is in Raleigh, and uh, we were introduced to the community a bit, so it seems like a natural fit. Um, also, I wanted to add that I think this is a really exciting area in which to found a new small business because it's growing so rapidly. Um, you know, you hear that there are dozens of people who move to the Triangle every day. Um, so there's sort of this sense that, um, you know, if you get in on the ground floor and create something, you can help shape the community um, and help contribute to it in a way that, you know, perhaps it might be harder to do in um, a place like New York 
or Boston, where I'm from, um, which are places that are so, so, so saturated with um, literary institutions. I mean, not that we don't already have really wonderful institutions here in Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill already, um, but the fact that it's growing so much just means it feels like there's an opportunity to add even more and to have, you know, a large impact. So I think that's one of the um, one of the real advantages to starting our, our project here rather than in another city. Yeah, Arshia, you drive in from Burlington every day? I do, and I listen to a lot of podcasts on the way, like your excellent podcast. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah, that's a long drive. That's no joke. Um, so both of you are MFA students at North Carolina State University. I also took an MFA workshop in fiction there with the fantastic Jill McCorkle. Uh, tell me more about the uh, transition or continuation between the workshop experience you had as students and the one you provide as instructors. Um, sure. So I think one of the things that Emily and I really valued about our time at NC State and the workshops there were um, the attention to craft that our instructors gave. Um, we sort of really cared about understanding the fundamental building blocks of fiction um, things like character or plot structure. And so we try to bring that same um, attention to craft and rigor that we experienced in the program. Yeah, I, I definitely want to echo what Arshia said. Um, we try to make our workshops as specific and craft focused as possible because, you know, we really think that that kind of um, advice can empower students to improve their work in actionable ways. Um, I, I would also say that I think the wonderful thing about um, teaching and running Redbud is that I feel like I'm continuously working to develop my own understanding of writing um, and continuing, you know, my own education in a way because, you know, I want to be the best teacher that I possibly can be. Um, you know, for example, I've been teaching a creative nonfiction class um, this past round. I'm going to be teaching it again in January. Um, and I've sort of been rereading, um, you know, Joan Didion and reading some newer um, creative nonfiction works like um, Carmen Maria Machado's In the Dream House um, and Heather Christie's um, The Crying Book. And, um, you know, I'm not sure I would have sat necessarily, you know, sat down to reread Joan Didion if I weren't teaching this class. So it's not only been a wonderful opportunity for us to reach other writers, but also it's been a great opportunity for us to continue to enrich our own education even after our MFA ended. Excellent. Thank you so much. And speaking of instructors, can you tell me about some writing instructors you have had who have influenced you? Um, sure. So, um, you know, we both studied with um, Dr. John Kessel at NC State, and his uh, focus on craft was um, something that really inspired both of us. Um, I did this workshop um, in New Hampshire one summer with um, a writer named Jean Cavalos, and she's a very craft-focused instructor. instructor. And that was my first um, exposure to the idea that, um, you know, writing is not just an art or not just this, you know, magical thing that works or doesn't work, but that you could actually work to understand why it works or why it doesn't work. Um, and that idea was really exciting to me because, um, you know, it, I felt like I had some power in my own hands to understand fiction and to um, improve mine. Um, as I said before, in actionable ways. Um, so that sort of set me off on this path of trying to understand as much about craft as I possibly could. Um, you know, later um, in my career, I also studied at the Clarion Writers Workshop with um, instructors such as Kelly Link and Ted Chang. Um, and they, you know, reminded me of the importance of that magic. So sort of brought back that idea to me by reminding me of um, the fact that you should write about what you love and and what inspires you the most. Um, and I think Ted 
uh, has a phrase where he says, right to your astonishment, which is um, something that I remind myself and my students of sometimes. You know, if you're feeling bored by your writing, if you're feeling stuck, you know, think of something that really, really excites you. And the chances are that it will excite other people as well. Um, so as Emily mentioned, um, one of the, our advisor was um, Dr. John Kessel. And um, coming into the program was actually the first time that I had had any um, writing instruction in creative writing. I was an English major in undergrad, um, but that was mostly focused on studying already published works of literature. And so um, I think um, Dr. Kessel's influence on me was uh, pretty immense in that um, in this program, this was sort of the first time that um, I tried to write creatively and then had my work um, taken very seriously, which I think is a great gift. Um, and um, that I could sort of pick apart the elements of a story in a uh, way that I had never previously done. Um, and when I'm teaching now, I find myself sort of um, thinking of a lot of things that um, I learned in the program and then sort of repeating it to my students, which um, things that at the time I heard them, I am not sure I fully grasp. Like um, Dr. Kessel would always ask me, well, what is your story really about? And um, I'd be like, well, it's about what it's about. Um, but now when I'm reading other people's stories, I often, you know, try to get them to engage with that question. Um, because I think it's really important to sort of reflect on um, your story once it's written. Um, I also just want to add that we also studied with Belle Boggs um, at NC State, and um, you know she's a wonderful workshop leader as well. And something in particular that I've taken from her is the fact that every time I saw her, she was like shoving a book into my hand, being like, "You'd love this, read this." Um, and I think that's so valuable for a workshop leader to do, um, and it's definitely something that I try to do with my students as well. Excellent. Thank you so much, Bell and John, of course, have been on this program before. And Ted Chang, who was mentioned, just got named uh, one of the 10 best books of the year by the New York Times. Listeners, we are going to take a short break for a word from our sponsor, and then I will be right back with Emily Catanio and Arshia Simkin from the Redbud Writing Project. The Book and Podcast is sponsored by Libro FM Audiobooks. Libro FM lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore, Quail Ridge Books. You can pick from more than 100,000 audiobooks, including New York Times bestsellers and recommendations from booksellers around the country. With Libro.fm, you'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there. You know the name. But you'll be part of a much different story, one that supports community. Listeners of Bookin can get a three-month audiobook membership for the price of one. Go to Libro.fm, that's L-I-B-R-O dot F-M, and enter Bookin, B-O-O-K-I-N, in the promo code space. With each listen, take pride in knowing that you're supporting local bookstores. I'm back with Emily Catanio and Arshia Simkin from the Red Bud Writing Project. My last question was about instructors who have influenced you. And this one is, can you tell us about some of the other instructors who are teaching courses for the Red Bud Writing Project? Uh, sure. So um, this past session, we took on two new instructors. 
Um, one is Shervon Kassim and the other is Jane Craven. Um, Shervon taught um, fiction one for us and he is the um, assistant director of the MFA program at NC State. Um, and Jane is a very talented poet who also went through NC State and um, graduated um, the same time that Emily and I did. Um, and they've really been fantastic teachers. Uh, we've gotten great feedback from their students. Um, and this coming uh, session, we will be taking on a host of other um, instructors, I think four more. <laughs> yes. Excellent. And who are some of the four new instructors that you have? Sure. So um, we have uh, Ben Murphy, who is another NC State graduate. He um, currently teaches freshman comp at, at State. Um, and I, he also teaches fiction in the summers. Uh, so he has a, a great curriculum already designed that I know he's really excited to bring to his Fiction One class here at Quail Ridge, actually. Um, and then we have Lucas Church, um, who graduated from the program some years before we did. Um, he currently works at the um, UNC Chapel Hill Press. And um, I saw on Twitter, actually, that he has um, just announced that he has a short story collection coming out from Press 53. Um, so we're really excited to have him. He'll be teaching at a new bookstore called Epilogue in Chapel Hill. We um, have, we're excited to announce actually that we're going to be offering a playwriting slash screenwriting class in January, which is um, our first um, class in that genre. Um, and that will be taught by Annie Sarek, who um, has an MFA in playwriting from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and um, has worked in LA, and she's wonderful. Um, we're really excited to have her on board. Um, and then we have Sharon coming back again to teach our Fiction 2 class at So-and-So Books, which is going to be wonderful. Excellent, and both of you are writers as well as instructors, can you tell us about writers who you cite as influences on your work um, in case anyone out there is thinking of taking a course with one of you? There are a few different writers that um, I feel influenced by. Um, I would say the first is Jhumpa Lahiri. Um, she, her short stories are extraordinary. And um, she also, I think, is a model in that she is a South Asian writer, um, one of the first that I had encountered growing up and um, somebody who I saw as doing um, what I aspired to do. Um, I also really enjoy um, Annie Prue um, for her prose. Um, the Shipping News is one of my favorite books um, because it's so lyrically written. Um, and then there's other go-to authors that I, I just turn to whenever I want to be sort of reminded how one writes, um, like Margaret Atwood or Joyce Carol Oates um, or Ian McEwen. Um, as I mentioned before, I sort of came up through the speculative fiction uh, track of the literary world. Um, you know, when I was a teenager, I was really into books like Jane Eyre and The Picture of Dorian Gray and Dracula. I sort of have a flair for the dramatic, shall we say. <laughs> um, and as an adult, I've been really inspired by um, authors like Karen Russell. Um, I mentioned Kelly Link before. Um Let's see who else. Um, Claire Beam's collection, um, which I read in the past few years and loved. Um, so, you know, authors that sort of combine that 
oddity or weirdness or drama that, you know, I love from the Victorian Gothic, but also with a more modern sensibility, perhaps a more modern um, literary sensibility, um, you know, and recently I have also been really loving um, books by authors such as um, Otessa Moshveg, whose book I see right up there. Um, whose uh, stories sort of um, explore somewhat misanthropic uh, female characters with very funny or dark or strange interiority. Um, so, you know, I have a lot of different um, influences. I love, um, you know, some books that are very realist. I love some books that are very out there and weird. Um, you know, I still have a love for books that are just completely fantastical um, and involve people, you know, like going to dark other worlds and having strange dramatic things happen to them um so um you know like I said I I I like a lot of different kinds of books and I I suppose my sensibilities are drawn drawn into a strange cocktail of all of them (laughs) thank you so much now I'd like to ask you what do you envision as the future of the Red Bud Writing Project um well we're always hoping to expand the courses that we offer um in the future I'm hoping to offer a class on um, writing inspired by fairy tales. Um, And um, I think as we sort of um, gauge uh, whatever community interest there is, we try to tailor our offerings towards those. Um, And I think more broadly speaking, we're also always very concerned about inclusivity um, and bringing in writers from sort of all parts of the community, writers who might not um, traditionally have access to creative writing. Um, So we're always looking to expand uh, the number of scholarships we can offer um, and um, sort of locations where we can offer um, our classes. Yeah, definitely. Um, Inclusivity and, um, you know, expanding our class offerings are both really important to us. Um, I also want to add that we really want Redbud to be a sustainable school we want it to be you know an institution that becomes a part of the triangle for a long time to come um you know both a place where students can come and learn um and expand their knowledge of writing in whatever way fits them best but also a place um where we can provide writers a place to teach as well, because that's a really important part, I think, of encouraging people to stay in the triangle, you know, when they finish their MFA at NC State, um, or if they move here for some other reason, you know, having that that source of employment and that, you know, ability to share their knowledge with others um, is really important. So that, that's part of it too. Um, and, you know, also we're thinking about someday perhaps having a physical location um, that can act as a community gathering space while continuing to offer classes at satellite um, locations around the triangle so that we can reach as many people as possible. Thank you so much. And you've mentioned some of these already. Um, but once again, can you tell us about some of the upcoming courses that you were offering at the beginning of 2020? Um, yeah, so we have um, 10 classes starting up on the week of Sunday, January 12th. Um, And those classes will run for six weeks. So they'll run um, up towards the end of February. Um, And we're really excited um, about all of them. So we have um, a few Fiction One classes, one that's taking place in Chapel Hill at Epilogue and one that's taking place here in Raleigh at Quail Ridge Books. Um, We have a Fiction Two class that Arshia is teaching at Flyleaf in um, Chapel Hill. And then another Fiction 2 class that Shervan is teaching at So-and-So Books here in Raleigh. Um, We have our screenwriting class, um, which will be here in Raleigh, um, although we haven't officially nailed down a location yet. So stay tuned for that. 
Um, we have um, a writing the novel class that I'm teaching here at Quail Ridge that actually just sold out over the weekend. Um, although we're definitely planning to offer it again in the future based on um, the response that we got. So if you missed it this time, don't worry. Um, you'll have a chance to take it in the in the future. Um, let's see. We have um, a memoir one class that Arshia is teaching in Durham. Um, a memoir one class that I'm teaching here in Raleigh at Quail Ridge. Um, and then a memoir two slash creative nonfiction class that I'm teaching at um, So-and-So Books, um, which I mentioned before. That's the class for which I'm rereading Joan Didion and um, reading Carmen Maria Machado and um, that other book, The Crying Book, that I mentioned. Um, and then finally, we have a class called Advanced Workshop that Arshia will be teaching um, either in Durham or Morrisville. We're not exactly sure on the location yet. Um, but that class is for people who perhaps don't want to take a craft-focused class and just want workshop. Um, so um, there will be no craft talks, no exercises, no discussion. It will just be sharing um, and discussing and critiquing stories. And that class is for people who um, came up through our fiction track or through our memoir track. So you can bring fiction or nonfiction um, to the course. I think that's 10. Great. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I've already asked you about authors um but since this is a podcast in and of a bookstore i'm hoping that you can recommend one or two books for our listeners um so um i'm looking at my list of books that i read in 2019 um yes i i, I keep a list in the back of my notebook because i'm like that um and three titles that are jumping out at me i mean i read sally rooney this year um you know and i'm sure that everybody has has heard of sally rooney so um i don't need to recommend her but um books that perhaps people haven't read or haven't heard of um i i loved this book disappearing earth by julia phillips that came out earlier this year um it's a novel but it's um sort of one of those novels that's borderline a collection of linked short stories um, and it all takes place on a remote peninsula in Russia um, and it's really interesting and it explores um, you know violence against women and how communities respond to tragedy in this really intriguing setting that um, you know I didn't know that much about before I started reading the book so I would definitely recommend that one um, I love Gia Tolentino's Trick Mirror. Um, I loved how she combined reporting with personal experience, um, which I have a background as a journalist. So that's something that I'm really interested in doing in my own nonfiction work. Um, and finally, I just read um, Exit West, which is um, this beautiful um, book, um, you know, a really almost dreamy universal meditation that also feels very grounded in the present day because it's about um, the refugee crisis. So I would definitely recommend that one as well. Um, so, uh, two books that I would recommend. One is Lena Anderson's Willful Disregard. Um, as Emily mentioned earlier, um, I too am into misanthropic female characters, um, who are obsessive. Um, and this is a tale of an affair, um, that goes pretty badly. Um, um, and it's Swedish, so it's very dark. Um, so I would highly recommend that. And I would also recommend, I think, a lesser read uh, Zadie Smith book, which happens to be my favorite of hers, um, On Beauty. I first read it when I was um, working as a lawyer, and I just needed a break from sort of um, the reality of the law. And this book really um, swept me away, um, both because of the exciting plot and... Um, the wonderful prose so those are my two recommendations um, 
I'll also add that something fun about working together is that we're always swapping books back and forth. Um, I was just looking at my list and we both read this book called The Pisces this month by Melissa Broder, um, which is just like this bananas book about a very misanthropic woman who has sex with a mermaid. And um, it was just really fun to read that back to back and G-chat each other um, quotations of the crazy mermaid sex and 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 to discuss the book. So, um, you know, we, we, we have a lot of fun um, talking about writing and literature at Redbud. Excellent. Thank you so much. Those are wonderful recommendations. And there was definitely a year when I gave um, On Beauty out as a holiday gift for people because my holiday gifts are always books. Um, listeners, I'm so excited to have the Redbud Writing Project here in Raleigh, and I've had the privilege to work with Emily and Arshia since the project's inception. If you are a writer in search of feedback, in search of habit, in search of instruction, and you are on the fence about joining one of Redbud's sessions, just do it. I promise it will be worth your time. Emily, Arshia, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you, Jason, and um, thank you to Quail Ridge for being such a huge supporter of Redbud. Once again, I would like to thank Emily Catanio and Arshia Simkin for joining me. Please navigate to www.redbudwriting.org to check out the classes that they have available in the upcoming year. Our sponsor is Libro.fm Audiobooks. Please navigate to Libro.fm and enter the promo code BOOKIN, B-O-O-K-I-N, in the promo code space to get three months of audiobooks for the price of one and support your local indie bookstore in the process. My name is Jason Jeffries, and this has been Bookin'.